Yeah, we were talking to an agent last week uh, that's up in kind of Sudbury area, and she was yeah. telling us that it's just crazy up there as well, like just nonstop development and people moving up there, migration and so on. So, yeah, I don't think you can hide anywhere in Ontario that you'll, if you're living somewhere in Ontario, you're uh, you're going to see your neighborhood increase. And I think was it? I don't know if it was her, but someone was telling us. I believe it was a realtor. Actually, now that I say this, that they had three buyers buy up north. Uh, sight unseen like they just like mm -hmm. i don't care i'll buy all three of them like just cash didn't care just bought as complete investment for for future uh future future planning mm -hmm. which yeah. seems to be more and more common um yeah, so we uh you know we, we've seen you're listening to the ottawa real estate podcast with your hosts paul stevenson david warren and greg campbell let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today hello Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I am here with David Warren and not Greg Campbell. Uh, and uh, we are very happy to have you listening to the show. Uh, Greg usually laughs at this point. Um, so I am uh, one of the owners. Well, we both are actually the owners of uh, Referral Mortgages, uh, mortgage brokerage here in Ottawa, servicing all of Canada. And uh, we are both mortgage agents as well. So you know, we just love talking about finances. So if you want to buy a home, you're thinking about buying a home, you're selling your home, give us a shout. That's it. That's the, that's the end of the show. Thank you for tuning great in. Plug. Great, great <laughs> plug. Uh, quick shout out to North Brew, uh, our coffee sponsor. So if you go to northbrew.ca and use the promo code podcast, you're going to get 20% off your coffee order. That's an unlimited promo. So you can buy as many bags of coffee as you want and you'll still get the 20% and 20% of your order actually goes towards the Ottawa homeless community as well. So great coffee, great cause, and uh, great morning, David. You're uh, not in Ottawa. How are things going I, down there? Good, good. I'm just at a friend's in uh, Waterloo right now, heading back to, to Ottawa today. It was a good weekend. So, yeah, overall, not looking forward to that drive down the 401, but uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's when you really need a Tesla. and just set it and forget it. Eh? Just, oh. I know. Oh God! Man, I, I remember so many, so many trips as a kid coming back from like soccer tournaments, and uh, there was one time my friend's father was driving, and those I'd never really seen the uh, ridges on the side of the road. But after a weekend of uh, drinking in the hotel with parents, uh, they were needed. I was sitting in the back seat, my friend was sleeping, and I was just holding on to my chair, just hoping that we made it home alive. So, uh, so yeah, get home safely, please. <laughs> um, so, real estate in Ottawa. Well, you're in where? Waterloo? What's what's going on mm -hmm. down there? Maybe give us a quick, uh, for all of our Ontario listeners, any uh, any idea what's happening down there? Uh, still really busy market uh, here as well. Lots of development. I mean, there's such a strong tech sector here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, same growth across across Ontario, really. It doesn't matter what market you in, you're in. Uh, you know, people moving from, uh, from Toronto here as well. So it's, uh, yeah, kind of same part for the course yeah we were talking to an agent last week uh that's up in kind of Sudbury area and she was mm -hmm. telling us that it's just crazy up there as well like just non-stop development and people moving up there migration and so on so yeah i don't think you can hide anywhere in ontario that you'll if you're living somewhere in ontario you're uh you're gonna see your neighborhood increase and i think was it i don't know if it was her but someone was telling us i believe it was a realtor actually now that i say this that they had three buyers buy up north uh, sight unseen like they just like mm -hmm. i don't care i'll buy all three of them like just cash didn't care just bought as complete investment for for future uh future planning mm -hmm. which yeah. seems to be more and more common um yeah, it's kind of wild. 
So we, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of that recently, people from even outside the country buying in Canada. And I know that there was some big announcements last week regarding um, foreign buyers tax. And maybe you can just uh, touch on that, David, quickly, because that was big headlines everywhere. Yeah, for sure. So the uh, it's been in Vancouver and, and the greater Toronto area for a while now. Um, and the GTA was at 15%, basically any foreign buyer purchasing in the GTA, or um, it was an additional uh, due at closing 15% foreign buyer tax uh, as of last week, uh, the 29th of March. Um, the provincial government met, changed it for the entire province and increased it actually to 20%. So any foreign buyer purchasing any property within Ontario, uh, it's an additional 20% at closing, which obviously changes things pretty dramatically. Um, you know, it's a very small portion of people that that purchase but really this this pertains to if you're not a permanent resident or, or citizen that you're you're paying it so anyone on even uh student visa work permit things like that you're still deemed in that same category um so it'll be interesting to see how that you know it obviously hasn't clearly hadn't didn't slow anything down in the toronto market um mm -hmm. from when they instituted and they've had it in vancouver as well for a long period of time um but it'll be interesting to see how markets like ottawa absorb that uh and and you know a very real scenario that I had came across, you know, this past week is, is a client of mine. Um, the daughter, you know, they're uh, applying for permanent residency daughter and, and her siblings had all purchased new build homes prior to the pandemic um, in the same development, you know, a, a new a release. The father is from overseas. He, he wanted to purchase one of the homes as well and, and kind of keep it as a rental until he, retired and, and the goal was for him to move here as well where his kids were um minto wouldn't let him sign the purchase agreement because he was not in canada mm -hmm. and so the daughter signed it on his behalf like in her name and the and the minto was allowing them to transfer it when he was back in canada um you know prior to closing so the intention was that he closing now is in june that he would come um a few weeks before closing and stay here and sign the transfer or the assumption of the purchase agreement etc Long story short, he now is is pretty screwed. And I had to advise him last week that because she signed the purchase agreement. So if you signed, if you're a foreign buyer and you signed a purchase agreement prior to March 29th, this tax would not apply to you. Uh, however, in this case, the daughter signed it, who's a permanent resident. He did not sign it prior to 29th. So if he assumed, if he goes and assumes this purchase agreement, he's going to be subject to that foreign buyer tax. So I did tell him last week that not only are you buying as a rental, so you have to pay the HST on closing um, mm. and, and apply for that rebate, you know, after a year, but now an additional 20% on top of that. So say uh, it was a 33%, uh, you know, 33% on top of the purchase price uh, out of pocket on top of the 35% minimum down that he's having to put. So we, uh, I did, I did let them know about that this past week and, uh, and kind of, try and figure out. I mean, we'll probably end up having to close with an alternative lender, um, but it'll be a heck of a lot cheaper than paying the 113,000 in, uh, in this foreign buyer tax. Yeah. And what do you think just with these changes? I mean, you're, yeah, it's a huge uh, kind of pill to swallow up front. How do you think this will impact um, the rental market as well? Just because, you know, all of these are obviously investment properties. These people aren't living here typically right they're buying them like yeah. you said kind of remotely or what have you so how, what sort of impact do you think this will have on on the rental market across canada I, basically i i really 
I don't know how it'll be, how it'll impact. I mean, really right now, I think we're going to definitely see the rental, you know, investor market kind of dry up. We're getting squeezed right now anyways, with rates being so high, um, you know, with fixed rates being touching you know, 4% uh, mm-hmm. for rentals right now with, you know, TD Bank or Scotia, for instance, they're over 4%. Uh, this really hurts, um, you know, cash flow on a rental and, and what makes sense. At the same time, I think that'll also drive um, rental rates as well to make it to make them come in line where you can actually carry the property. Uh, but it, it didn't really, you know, it hasn't affected Toronto and hasn't affected Vancouver. Um, so I don't, I don't know that there'll be that much of an impact and just such a small portion of people that it it, it does affect. Um, so yeah, I, I I think right now it'll be hard to kind of delineate what is being affected in the investor market from the rate the rate increase versus. Mm-hmm this tax coming in because it's such a small portion of people that are foreign or that are foreign buying, buying investment properties or buying property here. Um, yeah. I, I think it'll take, it'll, it'll take time really at the end of the day. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be, it would be an interesting stat to see uh, like you said, like what percentage of buyers and I'm sure the numbers are there. I just don't have them mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but what percentage of buyers of investment properties are, foreign buyers like what that actual number it's, looks like right yeah i, I mean i i've have seen it before and i want to say it's like less than one percent but um i don't want to uh we'll have to do some digging and and, and circle back on that next week i don't want to start throwing out random numbers but yeah, yeah. I, I do remember it being a very inconsequential number but um and that's why i don't think that it affected the the vancouver or toronto market um and it's more more of just like a headline grabber and, and kind of political move than anything. Yeah. Um, but, and, and to that point, you know, there's a, there's a good question on YouTube as well uh, from last week's episode about, uh, about the $10 daycare coming in Ontario. Um, Ontario was the last to sign on in the promise of the provinces with the federal government to, to institute $10 a day daycare. And he was asking whether he thinks there would be any ripple effect um, in the housing market or, or in that case. And, Again, yeah, I'll, the, I'll actually, I'll read the question and then we can quickly chat about that too. So it says, now that Ontario signed on to the $10 a day daycare, daycare subsidy, help if I could read. Um, <laughs> now that Ontario signed on to the $10 a day daycare subsidy, should we expect home prices in Ontario to escalate even more due to higher family income and increased buying and bargaining power? Since Ottawa has many well-paying jobs and already has one of the highest family incomes of any city in Canada, that will likely increase because of cheaper daycare. Do you guys foresee bidding wars to soon resume there? Do you think this increase in family income will offset the increased costs from rising interest rates that the Real Estate Association assumes will put a drag on demand for homes in the near future? A few questions in there. <laughs> such, such a good question. So so yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. back. But um, again, we're the last province to sign on. Quebec has had it for a lot of years. Um, Quebec's a different is a much different market for sure. I don't think it'll really impact the housing market. Um, I think it just increases discretionary spending. Mm-hmm. Um, people being, you know, having that affordability to maybe take trips or or go for dinner or whatever maybe, or you know, as opposed, you know, things of leisure as opposed to uh, spending it on on real estate. I don't think that's, you know, I, I could see the discretionary spending increasing for sure, not necessarily the spending on housing. I don't think there's a, I can't see them being a direct correlation. Yeah, I mean, the cost for daycare was, for, for people that don't know, in Ontario was uh, excessive. Uh, I mean, I guess, well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the right word, excessive. 
it was, I, I think in some cases, like upwards of a hundred to $200 a day for daycare. So people were, you know, one of the two people in the household was essentially working just so that the child could go to daycare. Mm. Or if you have two kids, three kids, hypothetically, some families, you know, have seven kids, um, mm. they would be paying uh, a lot for that, just for just to have that daycare service, when ultimately, you know, they could stay home and just not spend the money on daycare. So the $10 a day daycare will certainly, for some families will create some of that additional, um, like you said, like money that they're able to spend on other things. Now, the question will be with all the focus that's been put on real estate, will that, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people have shifted thinking, okay, well now, you know, the markets have obviously been fairly volatile over the last couple of years. Real estate has been uh, a steady investment. Obviously we talk about it, you know, uh, all the time about how real estate is, you know, brick and mortar consistent, especially in Ottawa. So it will be interesting. extra $150 a week, it's going to take you time to save up that additional uh, funds for, for down payment or what have you. But like you said, from a discretionary standpoint, they might be able to afford that additional, you know, $300, $400 a month mortgage payment. If they buy a rental property, let's say the, you know, the rental property, the mortgage is, let's say $2,000 and they're getting $1,500 in rent. Well, now they might, that extra $500 that they have from not spending on daycare, they might be able to now put that money into the investment. So it might not get them the savings they need to buy, but if they already have the savings, it might give them the extra cash on a monthly basis to cover that investment opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So we could see something. That's the only thing I could really see happening in the short term. Long term, who knows? Uh, we'll see uh, is always what uh, what I say. We'll see because uh, things in life tend to change day to day. So, you know, planning is, uh, is important, but uh, no one has a crystal ball other than maybe Greg. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But uh, and then the bidding wars, I mean, that's something that, to be honest, in Ottawa has really maintained i don't think there's really been a lapse in in the bidding wars it maybe slowed down slightly over the winter but i know in talking to greg this week that almost every property that he's looking at there's multiple offers there's you know uh no like little to no conditions so i mean it's still a very aggressive competitive market i think just the headlines you know they kind of you know i don't want to say wasted but they've utilized all the headlines i'd think last uh, january february for uh, you know, clickbait as far as uh, bidding wars and things like that. I think people are just kind of numb to it now, but it's definitely mm -hmm. still happening. You know, like it's, it's still, the market is such that it's still very competitive and there's still definitely multiple offers on almost every property is my understanding. Have, have you heard anything yeah. different on your end? No, I haven't heard anything different. And, and I think that it will continue until there is, there are changes with that process from the Ontario real estate board. I mean, they've, you know, they've talked about uh, eliminating blind bidding and things like that mm -hmm. um, and having it more transparent things things of that nature I think I think it'll continue or, or it'll always be there if the, if the demand is there you're going to have these these bidding wars really at the end of the day how that process unravels will be or, or unfolds as far as that bidding process I think you know that transparency um, you know will come into play once once those changes are made but it's uh, the demand's there, those bidding wars are going to happen. And right now the demand is still there. Um, again, I, I think what might slow that down or change again, will be interest rates rising and, and things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with them, you know, for those that don't know really over the last month, fixed rates have come up over a, a whole percent. So they've raised about 33%. You know, you were getting fixed rates in the low twos. We're now talking, or mid mid and actually yeah low and, and mid twos three months ago and now uh, owner occupied five year fixed you're in the 
384, 394 range mm-hmm. with a with a major bank. There's been a huge increase, and that's gone with the, the bond market. Fixed rates are tied to the bond market, uh, Canadian mortgage bond, and and it's really gone. You know, that's kind of skyrocketed, and so I think that'll slow down. You know, that's really going where the impact's going to be. But yeah, and um, a lot of lenders are even at that 399 right now. And I mean, going into the spring market, we typically, again, just uh, there's no crystal ball, but uh, historically speaking, usually lenders, because of how competitive the spring market is and them wanting to get those mortgages under their book, they usually will take a bit of a haircut on the rate in the short term, kind of for that, you know, May, June type timeframe, um, just to get the business in the door. But I think this year, you know, if everyone's sitting kind of at that three, three, seven, nine to three, nine, nine range currently, like three, eight, nine or three, seven, nine might be the, the, you know, the, the discount rate, the the attractive rate this year might be three seven nine, which is, you know, if you said that to us a year ago, we think that was poppycock. You know what I mean? It was two two nine, two one nine. Just you know, the rates have certainly gone up. So I think that will slow, but I mean, just with the when homes are going up, at least recently, when your home is going up, you know, ten to thirty percent in a year, paying that four percent interest rate still seems like a drop in the bucket. Like you're still even, even, you know, we looked at it conservatively, you know, on average home prices in Ottawa are going up three, three, 4%. So mm-hmm. the interest rate, I know that they're not directly connected as far as return and, and cost, but uh, when you're looking at a 3% payment or 4% payment on an interest rate and your property is going up 4%, average home price is 800,000. I mean, it's still a very sound investment, even to borrow those funds. If you have cash, I mean, uh, you know, as rates get higher, it might be more advantageous to put larger down payments down because you know if you're getting an equal return on investing that money at say five or six percent and you know you're paying four percent uh it kind of makes it less advantageous i mean we said in the past when rates are at you know one and a half percent and you can get six percent on investment like it's much better to just borrow it the money's basically free to borrow but as rates continue to go up and you know the amount you can invest at and the amount you can borrow at are almost at par uh then you know it's obviously makes a bit more sense to to put that money into the property from your savings. So we'll see how that'll impact too. I think we'll see more people, as you've mentioned in the past, Dave, you know, baby boomers and uh, that transfer of wealth. I think as rates continue to increase, people will have in the coming years, more access to equity and to cash that they'll be able to put larger down payments. So that'll, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shifts the markets too in the coming years. But, uh, but generally speaking, I'd say in Ottawa, especially right now, nothing, you know, business as usual, as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. pedals are down and uh, home prices continue to rise. So, We'll see what happens in the coming months, but we're just getting into like, you know, snow's melting, market. weather's warming up. This is when people start getting out and things start getting crazy. So uh, I think we've just got a little sip of the fire hose here. And I think the next few months are going to be just as crazy as they were the last two years. Yeah. The, um, I think, I think, I think the investor market will, uh, you know, will really kind of ramp down. So, so home buyers won't be competing as much with, with, uh, with the investors, which yeah. I think will be good for those that are have been waiting on the sidelines to, to get in the market. You know, from a rate standpoint, like people, you know, rates are high right now, especially in comparison to where they've been the last two years. However, right before the pandemic, rates were at 369, 379. Yeah. And 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 everything was still multiple offers and bidding, bidding wars. So, you know, this isn't new. It's just that in the last two years, rates have really been, you know, been so uh, historically low. You know, and it, it kind of goes back to though that variable rates 
mortgages are, there's such a huge delta right now between even more so between the fixed and the variable, even though there's, you know, they're, they're going to raise uh, bank prime, but even then you're, you're talking to really a 2% plus yeah, delta yeah. between I, I did a, the fixed and variable. It's wild. I, I did a calculation this week for a client and the, the, the difference was almost two and a half percent from the rate we were able to get for fixed versus variable. Mm-hmm. So I was showing them like you, you have a 10 rate increase buffer on the very on mm-hmm. the prime like a prime could go up 10 times and you're still at par like yeah you know it's that's unheard of i mean that's very uncommon yeah no so i mean so in that case i think you know we're talking about the market and and what whether rates will slow it down or not you know when when you know looking at fixed and that's what predominant portion of canadians go with is fixed and that's because you know that's what's kind of marketed and pushed um however there's you know a larger portion of uh, of buyers are are transitioning to that variable and looking at that. So, I think there'll be probably a, a bigger portion going that way. But I mean, time will tell. I think we'll we'll see. But it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's certainly be interesting over the next. Uh, I'd say over the next month to two months to see how this, you know, the rates, the rate increases impact the the market and and where that, especially as we're going into spring, like you said such a busy time of year when, you know, historically people start really kind of dusting off their shoes and get in hitting the mm-hmm. pavement um, on their, on their house hunt. So yeah, we'll have to circle back. <laughs> we'll circle, definitely be circling back on it and kind of, uh, you know, earmarking this, uh, this episode is kind of that, that starting point, if you will. Yeah. April uh, 4th. So I think we'll get Greg moving forward every week to give us an update on how many listings, how many sales there's been. And we can just kind of watch the trend over the next two, three months to see where, where that sits. I can assure you in the coming weeks, you're going to see a lot of for sale signs popping up on your street. It's just a matter of how long they stay there before that sold pops up top. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think just keeping an eye on how many listings there are, how many sales there are, will give us a good indicator as to where, where the market will keep kind of trending throughout the year. And then we'll obviously keep everyone in the loop as far as where rates are. Uh, but I do think in the coming weeks, we'll probably see a few, you know, promotional rates uh, in the kind of three, three, six, nine, three, seven, nine range. Uh, and there might have even been a, a, an additional increase in the short term, knowing that they, they want to do that for the spring market. So we'll see. We'll see where things go. It's kind of I mean, it's anyone's guess. Again, I, we don't have a crystal ball. I wish I did. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. I just feel like every spring we see some of those promo rates come out just after a recent rate increase. Yeah, banks are willing to squeeze their margin at this time of year. So, you know, it's not that their cost of borrowing has gone down. It's just that yeah. they're willing to just squeeze their margins um, in the hopes of getting, uh, you know, more uh, loans out the door, if you will. Yeah. And and it's kind of prototypical this time of year uh, for that to happen. I agree. So we'll see. We'll see. Should oh, we uh, should... slide into the mood boost, sir? I was gonna. That's what I was going to say. Let's do get, it. Get you ready for the drive home. Put a smile on that face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got three today. They're all pretty good. I like them all, uh, but the proof is in the pudding. So let's see what happens here. Uh, number one, uh, if a child, this is good for you, Dave. If a child refuses to sleep during nap time, are they guilty of resisting arrest? <laughs> Shout out to, uh, to oh, Ollie on that one. No. Um, number two. <laughs> that hits call- home. That hits home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call a detective who solves cases accidentally? Sheer luck, Holmes. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
And number three, my personal favorite, who's able to drink five liters of gasoline and not get sick? Jerry can. <laughs> I, I love that that's what you came with. You text, you, you, you text it, you know, 8 a.m. saying that you have, uh, you have great, <laughs> great movies. So that's, <laughs> that's what you, Jerry that's can. That's what comes. That's yeah. what comes. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was talking to someone last night and they said they, they love the mood boost because they just think it's hilarious, watch, hilarious watching you and Greg's responses. Or it's just like shaking the head. Wows. Hey, eh? just like just sheer disappointment every week. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week, as always. Greg, uh, Greg will be back. He apologized for not being here today. Uh, shows are released. Tuesday at 10 a.m. If you're listening to this right now, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. If there's any topics you want to hear, shoot them at us. As the market gets uh, wilder and wilder over the coming weeks, we certainly will we'll listen to what your uh, questions are, and we'll try to keep you in the loop as best we can. And again, quick shout-out to North Brew, our coffee sponsor. If you go to northbrew.ca and use the promo code PODCAST, they will give you 20% off every coffee order. And 20% of that goes to the Ottawa homeless community. Thank you, as always, for listening to us rant and uh, rave and just keep going. And uh, Dave, get home safely. And we'll uh, we'll see everyone soon. Until next week. Adios. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Because we'd really like that.